Food Heals Podcast, episode 232. We opened the first whole food plant-based unit inside Bellevue Hospital, the oldest hospital in America. And for the first time, a large medical institution is going to embrace the concept that disease could be reversed by using whole food plant-based. And I think this is going to change the conversation on medicine, uh, not only in New York or Brooklyn, but inside our entire country, if not throughout the entire globe. Yes. 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 Amen. I am like the Motel 6. We'll leave a light on for you. <laughs> Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Hills Nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put in their Lululemons and take a yoga class while drinking a green juice. If you experience any of these symptoms, text your priest immediately. All right, welcome, Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining us. I'm Allison Melody, and I'm super excited about today's show. My co-host today is the sunshiny vegan chef you all know from multiple episodes of the Food Heals podcast. She doesn't sacrifice style for sustainability. Please welcome Leslie Durso. Hi, hi, hi. hi. So excited to be here as oh. So excited to have you. And thank you for introducing me to today's guest. He's the former New York Democratic State Senator and current borough president of Brooklyn, Eric L. Adams. Yeah, Eric is fantastic. I met him in Brooklyn and he is plant-based and doing so many wonderful initiatives for the city. And I cannot wait for everyone to hear about all the neat things that he's doing. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Yeah, for the past three decades, he served residents of Brooklyn as a borough president, state senator, police officer, and coalition builder. And I would call him like a plant-powered social justice warrior. Yes, that's the perfect name for him. Yes. (laughs) As a legislator, Eric's record in the New York State Senate was one that underscored his strong commitment to the rights of those from every walk of life, including protecting the right to privacy, supporting marriage equality, defending a woman's right to choose, as well as fighting for students' rights, workers' rights, and animal rights. Right up our alley, right, Leslie? Yes. Yes to all of those things. (laughs) His work involved efforts to prevent racial profiling, gender discrimination, domestic violence, and elder abuse. But first, before we get to our interview, Food Heals Nation, we have to talk about Italy. Of course, we have to. We can't get together and not talk about Italy. It's like our favorite thing to talk about. It comes up on almost every episode, and then when we're together, it's like all we talk about. <laughs> I cannot wait to get back to the sunshine on the Amalfi Coast. Yes, it's June 15th to June 22nd. And Food Heals Nation, listen to me right now. This is going to be the retreat that might just change your life and prices go up in three days. So book now, book now, book now. Book now. And you don't have to pay full price right now. All we need is a deposit to reserve your spot. Go to foodhealsnation.com, click on Italy, and you can download the brochure or you can email me at info at foodhealsnation.com and we will set you up to come to Italy. Leslie, what can they expect? 
Everything, everything that you dream about when you dream about Italy done vegan style. Yes. We have an incredible villa with an organic farm attached to it and built into the cliffside of the Amalfi Coast with the most beautiful view you've ever seen. Yes. We will be in the storied, gorgeous town of Ravello. Mm. There will be music. There will be laughter. There will be food, there will be wine, there'll be cooking classes, there'll be hiking, there'll be adventure, there'll be boat days, there'll be everything. What she said, Food Hills Nation, I mean, it is such a beautiful retreat. All of the activities are included in the price. Leslie is going to cook for us, not only cook for us, but teach us how to cook some vegan Italian essentials, right? Yes. You'll be getting your hands in the pasta as well. You will go home with recipes. You'll be able to buy ingredients from different local shops. You'll get to do wine tasting, olive oil tasting, really understand the difference of Italian food versus everything else in the world. Yes. And your photos might break Instagram. They might. They <laughs> might just break Instagram. <laughs> Ravello is known for the the Wonder Woman movie was just shot there. Oh, all of the, cool. the, the paradise, um, you know, shots were all in Ravello. And it is just one of the most beautiful places I've ever been, which is why I love bringing people there. It is like your happy place. And everyone knows Leslie there. So we go and they're all like, oh, Leslie. And you're like, ciao. <laughs> like, it's so fun. Well, you know, it's so beautiful to be integrated into a city yeah. and to really feel like you belong somewhere else in the world than your own hometown. And that's what Italy does for you. And so you come back with this restored value on time spent with other people and slowing down and taking those those little steps in your day to appreciate the smaller things mm-hmm. and to just walk through life with love and an open heart. That is so beautifully said. Food Heals Nation, I don't think you need any more convincing. You have three days to put down a deposit and get in at the lowest price we're ever going to offer. Foodhealsnation.com. Click on Italy or just go ahead and email me direct info at foodhealsnation.com. I'm so excited. Me too. We will see you there. Next up, our interview with Eric. The Food Heals Podcast starts now. He's a state senator, police officer, and coalition builder who fights for equality and social justice, and he does it all powered by plants. Please welcome today's guest, New York Senator and Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams. Woohoo! <laughs> Hello, ladies. How are you? We're so well and so happy to have you on the show. We wish you were here in sunny Southern California, though. That makes two of us. (laughs) (laughs) So Eric, tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do. I am a retired captain in the New York City Police Department. After leaving serving as a police officer, I became a state senator in New York State. And after serving seven years there, I moved on to my current role as the ball president in Brooklyn, probably in California or other municipalities is identified as the county executive. We have five boroughs here in New York, five counties. One of those counties is Brooklyn, the largest of the other four. We have 2.6 million people, extremely diverse. If we were a separate city, we would be the third largest city in America. So we have a lot of input 
and the policies that impact the entire city. And I just want to say thank you so much for all of your service. You have led an entire life of it. And it's just, it's very, um, it's a beautiful thing. Thank you very much. So I really want to talk about your health journey. Like Leslie and I, you are plant-based and you are spreading the message in the community. And I would love to hear why you decided to go vegan. I think that's such a a fascinating question because it is a journey and the journey started out in 2016 and it's continued to evolve. I believe I'm nowhere near where I'm going to go. And I, you know, I started out of concern of my personal health and this journey has allowed me now to be concerned about the health of not only Eric Adams, but every animal and every other human being. So it's an evolution. There's a lot of hope, I believe, in those who never even saw this on uh, their plan of life journey. You know, life just sometimes just gives us surprises and put us on right paths. This started for me in 2016. Mm -hmm. I was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, and it was really at an advanced stage where I was receiving a physical problems because of that. I lost my vision in my left eye. I was losing it in my right. I had what was considered a diabetes-related permanent nerve damage in my hands and feet. My cholesterol was high. My blood pressure was high. I had a small ulcer in my stomach. And I was just having a lot of medical problems that, you know, men ignore and just Mm -hmm. sort of suck it up. The macho, I think the macho attitude (laughs) of becoming a cop you just sort of deal with your pain and you internalize and move forward. And after visiting several doctors here, some of the best anaconologists and blood experts and diabetes experts, they all basically told me that because diabetes ran in my family, according to them, there was not much that could be done that I was eventually going to go down the dark hole of what diabetes really is laid out for you, which can lead Mm -hmm. to lead to amputation of my toes and feet and as well as eventual vision loss and possible kidney failure. Oh, and what were you, what were you feeling at that time hearing this? Were you terrified? Were you, and what were you eating at this time? I I was eating the standard American diet, Uh which basically meant Meat was the center of my universe and my plate. Mm-hmm. And, you know, fast food, oftentimes processed food. There was not one cake that I didn't like. So it was a <laughs> I <constant>. hear that. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a constant American lifestyle. I, I enjoyed just consuming anything from a hamburger to a cheeseburger to french fries. The definition of good food was as salty as possible, as sweet as possible, fried as possible. All those things that you think you're satisfied in your taste bud, but you were just doing some major damage uh, to your inside. And what was really fascinating, people often say, well, Eric, you know, you look fine. And I think that sometimes we spend too much time on an external selfie and we don't take internal mm-hmm. selfies to yeah. really see what's going on on the inside. A hundred percent. And so did you switch over just one day light bulb, cold turkey, or did you ease your way into the vegan diet? I, and I love that question because, you know, we're not all the same. And I often share with people that, 
my type A personality may be different than another person's personality. And we should not believe we all have to find the same roadway to get to the same destination. My personality has always been just give me my marching orders and I will follow those marching orders. Other people need, you know, different support mechanism in place. And I don't think anything is wrong with that. And they shouldn't beat themselves up because they find a different methodology to get the success they look for. With me, I went to see a great doctor in Ohio, Dr. Esselstyn, who's at the Cleveland Clinic. And he gave me instructions. And I returned to New York City with those instructions. I took a lot of notes and just started with reading How Not to Die from Dr. Gregor when I flew down on a plane. And yes, I, we love Dr. Gregor, too. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I also saw the great video, Forks Over Knives, which was just amazing. Oh, yeah, that's a great one. Because what Forks Over Knives did for me, it gave me the clear roadmap on how to start. And when I returned to New York, I just cleaned out my cupboards and removed all of those items that was on the bad list and started filling my cupboards and my fridge with those items that was on the good list. And it was the instant start. Three weeks later, my vision cleared up. Wow. In three weeks. Wow. Yes. Yes. It was amazing. Trust me. (laughs) I was was just as surprised as, you know, as others. And even my ophthalmologist was blown away. But three months later, my A1C reversed. The ulcer went away. My ner- the nerve damage in my hands and feet went away. And it just was a complete change. Wow. In such a short period of time, it always off. inspires me how quickly these health changes can happen. And your body knows how to heal itself. And so it just goes to work when you feed it what it needs to heal. Mm-hmm. What an incredible story. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. And now you're sharing this with your community. You're hosting vegan meetups in Brooklyn. Can you tell us more how you're trying to spread the plant-based message with this amazing platform that you have? It's so true. And what you stated about the body really wants to heal is so important that the natural state of the body is not to be sick, but to heal. Yep. It -hmm. kicks into automatic gear. Whenever there's a foreign object, it just wants to remove that object and it wants to heal. A clear indicator of that, if you cut your finger or break your arm or get a cold or the flu, the body just kicks in gear and it just start healing. And and all it asks in return is such a good friend and a great partner. It's just asking in return to be given the fuel so it can churn out and churn the engine that allows it to reach its destination. And we have just really have not given it the fuel that it needs. It's it's amazing that it is able to do what it does, even with the, the constant poison that we do to it. And it still provides us a good 50, 60 years of without breaking down. And so the message that we are sending to people here and the borough of Brooklyn and throughout the city is how, how to make those steps towards a healthy lifestyle. And we're, yeah. we're doing it in a very creative fashion because we know this is an ocean liner and it's not going to turn around instantly. So we're, <laughs> we're slowly turning it into take the right course. 
And one of the big things we're doing is starting with our children. We're doing several initiatives. One of them is the Meatless Monday initiative that we're doing, allowing people to see that you don't have to have meat at the center of your life. And once you can mm-hmm. start ending meat on Monday, you can see that you don't need it on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday also. But the first thing is to see that you can live without uh, meat. We're also doing several vegan meetups and vegan curious events where we're just allowing people to come and share the space of Borough Hall and talk to people and ask those questions to really understand what veganism is. We want to demystify veganism yeah, and what it means and how it directly impacts on your health. And we're doing that by using Borough Hall as a place where people can meet and interact and talk. We're doing some creative things around 10-day challenges, 29-day challenges, with people who are dealing with health issues. We're allowing them to do their blood right up to see their numbers and then do a 10- or 29-day challenge to see the results of how successful they are. Oh, that's incredible. What a wonderful thing to offer the community. Food Heals Nation, do you wake up every day doing what you love or dreading what you do? Wouldn't it be wonderful to start each day with a beaming smile, excited about what's in store? Well, you can. No more living for the weekend. You can live for every day. Another favorite podcaster of mine, Rich Roll, says, pursue what's in your heart and the universe will conspire to support you. And that's what our high vibe, high end wellness mastermind is all about. So whether you want to become a world renowned blogger, a brand, an author, a podcaster, a speaker, a lifestyle coach, an influencer. Maybe you've always dreamed of coaching or hosting transformational retreats all over the world. Maybe you just want to figure out how to make an impact and an income doing exactly what you love in the wellness space. I believe that you can make those dreams a reality in 2019. Let's do it together. Our Rise and Bloom online mastermind starts November 28th. Yes, that's tomorrow. And we'd love to have you join us. It's going to be five-week wellness mastermind. It's all online, so you can join from anywhere in the world. We'll meet Wednesdays, November 28th to January 2nd, but we'll skip the 26th. So it's going to be five weeks without the 26th. So it's technically six weeks. And we'll meet at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be me, you, and other high vibe wellness warriors. If you're ready to join us, email me at info at foodhealsnation.com to reserve your spot, or if you have questions about what we're going to cover. A mastermind is a beautiful place for us to share ideas and help uplift each other and support one another's dreams. I'll also be providing you hardcore business tactics, tricks, and formulas that work for marketing and monetization, as well as busting through money blocks and getting over anything we may be holding against ourselves to get ourselves and our businesses to the next level. If you're ready to join us right now, just email me at info at foodhealsnation.com to reserve your spot. Hope to have you. Any more questions, feel free to reach out in our Facebook group at foodhealsgroup.com. Hope to see you in the mastermind and let's ramp up for 2019. Back to our interview with Eric. You are listening to the Food Hills Podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. And one of my favorite quotes from you is that you talk about how health is the cornerstone of our prosperity. And I could not agree with that quote 
more. Mm. I truly believe, you know, if your body is not functioning correctly, you can't do any of the things that you want to do in this life. And so you're such a, a proof of that statement of being able to fix your body and to get it to its operating at peak level so that you're able to do all of the things that you want to do in this lifetime. Yeah. That's well, that's well said. And what I've found fascinating and I continue to find fascinating is that how much the human psyche can normalize even a dysfunctional atmosphere. Hmm. We normalize the aches and pains. We normalize the bloating, the constipation, the headaches, the long menstrual cycles. We normalize all of the ailments that are attributed to the unhealthy lifestyle we live. And we begin to believe that this is what it is uh, to be a human being, that as you get older, you're supposed to not be able to function in the same manner as when you were younger. And we just sort of fall into this state of normalization that this is life and it is not life. It is not Mm -hmm. what we have to be and what we ought to be. There's no reason that a person cannot have a very viable and active a sex life into their 90s and hundreds. There's no reason that you cannot move around without a cane and without a walker. And that it's nothing normal about going to the dialysis center three hours a day, three days a week to have your kidneys flush or to lose your sight. This is not a normal state. And part of what we want to do is to have people break the cycle and one of the individuals that I'm very proud of is moving towards breaking that cycle is my mother. Oh. She's 80 years old. She was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes 15 years ago. She was on high blood pressure medicine for 57 years. And wow. she was taking insulin for seven years. And she started a whole food plant-based diet. And after two months, uh, the doctor shared with her she no longer has to use insulin. And they decreased a, a lot of her medicine. And I think eventually she's going to cycle off. And so if mom can do it at 80, at 80, then that really sends a signal that we all can do it. Absolutely. What an inspiring story. And, you know, people think about eating vegetables as being expensive. People always say to me, like, you know, oh, being vegan, it's so expensive. I'm like, no, no, being sick is expensive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all of that medication, all of that time dedicated to going to get dialysis, all the yeah. time dedicated to going to do all those things, all the finances put into all of those medications. If you just put a fraction of that into eating good food, Well, let's talk about that, um, you guys, because one thing that I've noticed is that veganism has become mischaracterized as elitist, right? Especially in the media. And like, okay, it is true that not everyone has the access to healthy food and they can't always afford like the gourmet vegan cheese, but Eric, they can't afford to make it. They can't afford to make it. Thank you, Leslie. But um, Eric, how can we really create systemic change so that these underserved communities have more access to healthy food and making sure that it's affordable for them as well? That's a great question. I believe it is important to utilize our legislative powers on a local level. We cannot allow the dysfunctional behavior on a national level to get in the way of what we can do locally because uh, blocks make neighborhoods, neighborhoods make cities, cities make state, but it all starts in your local neighborhood. And that's what we're focusing on. 
and not only thinking outside the box, but just destroying the box altogether. And yes, really having a new approach to life. And what we have to do is really in order to learn, sometimes you have to unlearn so you could properly learn. And that is our goal to show people, number one, that veganism is not any ethnic thing. It's not a white thing or a black thing. It's the right thing. Mm-hmm. And then showing our schools what they can do on a local level. We're teaming up with one school in particular in Brooklyn called the Democracy Academy. We're giving them these little units about the size of the household fridge, and they're growing everything from bok choy to lettuce and other items. The children are learning how to fix the machines, how to grow the food, and then they're connecting with our public housing residents, and they're going to start giving them the bok choy and other items each week so they can learn how to fight against the food insecurity, or as some people will call the food desert. Our children are identifying the problem, they're coming up with a solution, and they're going to be part of implementing the solution. This is an amazing way of allowing children to have real classroom learning to solve those problems in their, in their communities. I love this. It's initiatives like this we are implementing to really empower people to show that on their granular level, they can see an immediate impact. I am so inspired by that. I think that is such a beautiful thing. And I am volunteering right now on mm-hmm. Food Heals Podcast <laughs> that if you would like me to come to Brooklyn, I would love to do a cooking classes with these kids and teach them how to use all of these vegetables that they're growing. I love that. You are not in Brooklyn enough. So anything that we could creatively do to get you in BK, we would do. <laughs> I love it. You know, my roots run deep in Brooklyn. When my relatives came over through LSI, Island. They landed in Brooklyn mm. and uh, they've been there for a long time. So <laughs> as often as I can get there, the better. Yeah. She can teach them the vegan Italian dishes, teach that to the kids. They can teach their parents. And, and, I, I, and I think it's important because young girls and young boys, as they start to develop their character, they look up to people who they can feel as though is successful. And I believe you bring that because you bring a level of what we like to call realism to the conversation and to, you know, have you in front of the classroom, in front of a group of people and talk about the preparation of meal and how you incorporate this into your life. You know, it's one thing to hear that from a ball president, but to hear from someone that really is a notable achiever, it just makes the task a little bit easier. I always say that before people eat a good meal, they look at a good meal. Our eyes really (laughs) state if we're going to even start the process of even interpreting the message. I 100% agree with you. And it's got to taste good. It's got to taste really good. Yes, did you always want to be into politics? What, you know, did you have political goals from a young age? What really inspired you to get involved with your community? Uh, no, actually, I did not uh, always want to be in politics. It really started while being a police officer. I was extremely interactive in policing and how we make police a more symbiotic relationship between the police and the community. Uh, both groups, good people, good body of people, but there was a wall that divided the police culture and everyday citizens. And it was my goal to see how do we dismantle that wall. And that is where my popularity came from. 
when I talked about successful police community interaction, I thought that was going to be my legacy in the end of my career. And I was going to ride off into the sunset, but <laughs> just the opposite. There has been a life changing incident one after the other. And probably the largest one is probably this health journey. I truly believe that this is going to be my legacy on how I help families to really live healthy. As you know, a chronic disease hijacks your life. It's not only impactful to the person who's going through the the disease, but it also really impacts the caregiver. Mm -hmm. And the caregiver becomes a wounded warrior as they try to help. And I want to really empower families in a real way that you can actually start giving real health care and uh, really personify that whole concept of just being healthy and really caring. And so that is where I find myself now as an elected official using the legislative skills and abilities to create a healthy community. Eric, thank you. I, I have chills because I am the wounded warrior. When you said that, I was like, oh my God, that's me. Because the reason I do this is because I was a caretaker and I couldn't save my mom from cancer and I couldn't save my dad for cancer. And now I'm on a mission to save every single person I can. That's why I do this. I really, really appreciate you saying that. I really appreciate you being on the show, but we have one last question before we wrap up. Mm-hmm. Leslie. Well, I just want to hear a little bit about the future of Brooklyn. And I know you guys are doing a lot of investments in particular, a very large investment to Bellevue. And I just wanted to have you share with the people about what that is and what that looks like and what you see the future of Brooklyn as being. Great question. Brooklyn is expanding. If you were here uh, 20 years ago and, and you return now, you would not recognize the place. Areas that were traditionally off limit because they were dangerous or undesirable, no longer exists. The entire borough is an attractive place to come and raise healthy children and families. And my goal is to make sure that we do not build tall buildings, structurally sound, but unhealthy people that are living within the walls of these buildings. It must be a combined effect because our success is not going to be judged on brick and mortar, but it's going to be judged on how healthy we are as Brooklynites. And one of the most important initiatives that I believe is going to take place in the city that's going to eventually cascade throughout the entire globe is what we're about to start at Bellevue Hospital in the month of November. We opened the first hopeful plant-based unit inside Bellevue Hospital, the oldest hospital in America. This hospital is going to have a medical staff being led by people like Dr. McMackin, a whole food plant-based doctor, as well as dietitians, nutritionists, and those who are going to show people how to use whole food plant-based to heal themselves in some situation. And if not, show them how to get off an overabundance of medication by using healthy food. This is amazing because we all know the term reversal of the disease is something that's foreign in our medical terminologies. And for the first time, a large medical institution is going to embrace the concept that disease could be reversed by using whole food plant-based. I am extremely excited. I think the potential is just amazing. We're going to document the cases. 
We're going to have real clinical data and research to show that this is the right pathway to go down. And I think this is going to change the conversation of medicine, uh, not only in New York or Brooklyn, but inside our entire country, if not throughout the entire globe. Yes. 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 Amen. (laughs) That's all I have to say. Amen. (laughs) And it's only going to spread from there. Thank you so much for the work that you do. And let everyone know online how they can follow you. I know that you put your blog and recipes up on your page. Can you let everyone know where they can find you? And he's got a great Instagram page. Oh, yes. And Instagram, our favorite. (laughs) (laughs) If you Google the name Brooklyn Bar President Eric Adams, uh, all the information comes up. Our Instagram page, our Facebook page, our website. And this way it would be a one-stop shop to find out what we're doing and to stay abreast. And I would love to hear from people that ask Eric um, as well. The information is also there. But I look forward to hearing from people, sharing ideas and making this globe a smaller place where we all know each other, one family. I love it so much. And your Instagram is BP Eric Adams for all of those Instagrammers out there. We know you love that platform and um, I enjoy following you so much on it. It's a great one. And I'm following you now too. (laughs) Look forward to seeing you guys. If you're ever in the New York area, feel free to pop in. Yes. I, I am like the Motel 6. We'll leave a light on for you. Oh, I, I love, love that. that. <laughs> <Shut> <laughs> <up>. <laughs> we'll bring you a meal next time we're in town. I can't wait to see you okay, soon. Great. Take care. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put down the Ben and Jerry's, get off the couch, and take a walk outside. If you experience any of these symptoms, tell your Facebook friends immediately.